0: The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Welcome back to the Fly over state sports show. I am your lavender-wearing host, Sam Long, and I am joined by Caleb the Beanjibber and Sammy the Dog.
0: Ah, this one's Molly. Molly's the one sitting down. She is just taking up the whole fucking couch right now.
1: She how is. how do you tell you the difference between your dogs' beans? Well, one's black and one's white. So <laughs> well, that dog is. I mean, is that dog black with white spots? Well, or? White with black spots.
0: Well, Molly is like I would say probably seventy five percent white. Sammy is probably ninety five percent black. So they are you
1: discriminating against your dogs?
0: No, it's just how you tell them apart. Also, uh, one has I mean, the tail and one doesn't. So I guess I should have started off
1: with that. I should have just said, Yeah, I has- don't. I don't. You know, I can't see the tail right now, but I also don't see color because I'm also a dog and not racist. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to say you
1: were colorblind. I'm not colorblind. I see all. Actually, what if, like, people who aren't colorblind actually have, like, the wrong vision? And, like, people who are colorblind, like, aren't, like, don't have the wrong vision?
0: I think we've talked about this before. Um, I've thought sometimes, like, what if, like, my purple is different from your purple? Like, you see the color purple, but what if it's, like, my blue or something?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, we're just assigning name. I I guess it's... I guess if, like, you get top, what shade is what... Then, like, yeah, you would just call it that. I mean, because, like, if... For instance, if for you, black looked white, but you always knew that looked black, or that was called black, or whatever... And you saw it that way, like you could theoretically just be seeing everything, like, you know, in whatever. I mean, that's kind of how colorblind is. Like, colorblind people can tell you what a color is because it's a different shade of gray, but like they don't actually see like red, for instance. It's just crazy that they can drive, like, they, as in, like, it's just like, I mean, not it's
2: really. Not. But
0: it's not. What, me... what, what do you need to see colors for to drive, Beans?
1: uh stop and go what about the stop lights it, green at the top yellow in the middle red on the
0: bottom yeah but it couldn't it just be like dip, i feel like it'd be more difficult to see see the lights change i mean know? it
1: probably is more difficult but all you see is the top one light up the middle one light up and the bottom one light up
0: yeah but doesn't seeing darker the only, colors like gray affect like the lighting on it so like it could be hard to tell I don't know, i'm not colorblind so i wouldn't know i don't know dude there's been times where i pulled up to a stoplight and it's been so bright out and it's like hitting the stoplight perfectly to where i'm like i don't know if that's green or red or not but we're gonna go anyways
1: so wait you don't know if it's green or red but like you just can't see the light then
0: yeah. I, you sometimes, Have you ever not pulled up to a light where it's like perfectly like the sun is perfectly hitting the, the stoplight and so it's just all bright and so you're
1: just like, well, I'm going to assume this is green. Uh, why would you assume that that's green? That seems like the worst idea. I just assume it is. Why? I haven't been pulled over
0: once, so. Okay, no, I'm, I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm just saying, like, there's once... But no, eight. like,
1: your default is, like, oh, go, but, like, if it's... Re- like, okay, Beans, let's do some, like, mathematics here. If you stop at a green light, what's the worst thing that happens? Like, you I get, get Maybe. It depends, like, who's behind you.
0: I'm also judging this off situation. Like, if, like, somebody stopped or everybody's going, like, I'm going to judge off that. But there are definitely moments where I'm driving, I'm like that's definitely a different, I definitely don't know what color that is, but we're going to
1: go with it. What if you're colorblind and you just don't know it?
0: I do have a stigma. uh, Is it a a stigmatism? stigmatism.
1: You see, I don't know if it's a stigmatism or a stigmatism because I don't have, like, is it
0: a space stigmatism or is it a a stigmatism?
1: Again, I have 20, 20 vision beans. So like, I I don't, I don't know. So I have like negative vision. I have,
0: glasses for days
1: yeah again i have my eyes are good so <laughs> i don't have these problems beans i i cannot tell you like wait what... you don't have astigmatism no I, dude. my so my like, when eyes you're are driving 20. at night when you're driving
0: at no, astigmatism doesn't have anything to do with like okay
1: sleep. i'm driving at night what
0: so, you're driving at night, and so, like, let's say there's cars in front of you, and you see their taillights. Do you see, like, round things around their taillights that are just, like, almost beams of light? What? Okay. I right, you see mind. their taillights. No.
1: Do I see round beams of light around the outside of their taillights? You know
0: what? He- You know what, this isn't fair because 50% of us in this podcast right now have a a stigmatism and the other 50 obviously
1: doesn't. So (laughs) I think I was told once I might have a slight astigmatism or whatever, but like, no, like I just, that's green. That seems like you would have to draw what you're seeing. I drove like last night and like, like, I drove like, imagine this, imagine this mic here is a light. Okay. I obviously it's
0: dark. It's hard to see, but imagine it being actually so here so you see that light there yeah so you probably just see the light on this mic i do just see the light it's just a green light okay me- so for me i see this green light but there's like a shadow or not a shadow but like a like a ring around it of green
1: so wait it's the light and then a green ring
0: yeah there's like a it's like a circling that light so like this is here is, so, like, this mic is your light. So, like, imagine this as your light. There's, like, a ring around the light that goes around the bright light.
1: No, not at all. I oh, have dude, no, dude, that's
0: me. That's me a thousand percent. No, why are you
1: driving, then?
0: What, well, it doesn't affect what, my driving at night. It oh, okay, like- it does. It does, because if it's raining like a motherfucker, like, if it's downpouring, it, I do have difficult time seeing.
1: <laughs> the what my point fbi arrest this man get him I'm off the, get this, get. Br- i'm a good <laughs> driver i'm a good driver
0: like i'm a, great I'm a good driver.
1: driver except when it's pouring and i can't see taillights yeah and then lauren drives actually <laughs> yeah, no
0: okay i lied i just kind of guess like i'm just assuming i'm in
1: arrest this man get br- off the road
0: do you not drive at night and like it's hard to see the lines in the city because of the bright lights
1: Basically, long story short, light bothers Beans, me. I guess it, okay. Beans. It's hard to drive at night because it's dark. Like every like in town. Like- I feel like it's harder to drive at night in can- town than. Wait. In- okay. 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 You're going down Lincoln, right? Like yeah. You're going- you can't see the yellow line down the middle. No,
0: I can. But like, if it's raining, no.
1: Okay. Well, that's
2: different.
1: It's tougher to see. But that's because yeah. it's tough by like. That's because it's covered by water and there's light reflecting, reflecting there's off the water, which fucks with water. me.
0: And then hey. like with the stigmatisms that I have. Okay, well, I'm sure that it. makes
1: it even worse for you. Again, you should not be driving when it's rating. Beans. There are
0: definitely people yelling at this show right now. They are screaming into their radio saying, shut the fuck up. Because
2: <laughs> some no, of us have
0: it and the other ones
1: don't. <laughs> it is important journalism. Um... <laughs> So, like, okay, so Lauren, like, should be driving then. Does she have good vision? Like, what's her vision? Dude, she's scary when she drives. Okay, that doesn't matter. Like, does she have good vision? I mean, yeah, she doesn't
0: have contacts or glasses or anything.
1: Hey, my girl! Yep, so... No contact gang, baby!
0: So our kid is gonna have okay vision.
1: Well, your kid could have your... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your kid could have your eyes and her ears, bro. Oh, not God. to be that, oh, not to be no. that douche, but like Oh no! If we're like, but God, that child—you know—reduced eyesight, that, reduced hearing. That child
0: doesn't have a chance. That kid bro, does not have a chance.
1: Their taste and smell receptors would be off the fucking charts.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that poor kid. Okay, so for the audience I don't know, Lauren has. Bad hearing. She's like over 50% hearing loss. I have horrible vision. I have negative seeing loss or how does that work? I can't see. So yeah, I don't know.
1: Cause I don't have that problem. God, I wish you could just go. So, so like my eyes just for reference to like Lauren's hearing loss and like, you know, we're not trying to be insensitive here, but that's like genetic, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so as good as mine. Okay. Like,
0: Nobody else in her yeah. family has hearing issues, so...
1: Okay, well, that makes a huge difference, Beans. If it's, like, a genetic thing, like, that's, you know, something that could get passed down. If it's, you know, Lauren went and stood behind a fucking Boeing 747 for three hours...
0: I mean, she's had that issue right. for,
1: like, since she was a child, so... Okay, so it's probably genetic. <laughs> yeah, we're... Uh, it's, well, no, that doesn't... That does not mean anything. Especially... It doesn't mean anything, beans. What yeah, I'm and saying she has that,
0: a history of twins,
1: so God. You're gonna get one that's like, you know, perfect vision, perfect hearing, and then the other one's gonna be bad. It's gonna be just, you bad oh vision, god. bad hearing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just trying beans. The thing is, is like when some of your other senses are decreased, like your other ones are increased. I'm just telling you right now. The child that you and Warren bear. That has. Like reduced eyesight. Reduced hearing. They are going to be able to like taste vibrations. Like. And, like they're going to be able to taste and smell. Sound. <laughs> like. They're going to be like gonna a be bat. Like, <laughs> they're going to be like the professor X. Of like tasting and smelling. I guess. I don't know. But like. <laughs> Aren't dolphins wait, aren't dolphins the one that can like feel
0: vibrations in the ocean and that's how they sense things? Sharks can do that too. Okay, so we're going to have Oh, and Lauren was a good swimmer, so boom. We
1: got a dolphin in the family, baby. Got a dolphin in the family. <laughs> I'm just saying like you Lauren's going to bake like cookies one day and that kid is going to like or like a pie. It's going to be like, you're going to put a pie on the windowsill one day. The child's going to be able to, like, you know,
2: levitate, like, the Disney characters from, like, how well they'll be able to smell <laughs> in the pie. So, uh, you know, continuing on your
1: child topic, are you really hoping to get that son out of the way first, or are you, no. like, looking a girl dad? Got a chance I'm going to be a girl dad. Not a chance
0: you're gonna not be a, a girl dad. Not a chance, dude. I Damn, just, that's fucked up. I just don't think I'd be a good one. Um. Damn. And I know. Oh, I know all the ones that say that. I'll probably end up being an okay girl dad, like Cody. A hey, girl.
1: The thing is, is like when some of your other senses are. Dude, he's got to go back to the well one more time. He's got to, man. They've not a dude, yeah, but. <laughs> Going back, okay, so, like, again, Cody and Morgan, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, don't don't take what I'm saying, like, too personally. But it's a dangerous game going back to the well right now because if Lauren's fa- – because, like, Lauren and Morgan are related, aren't they? Yeah, Lauren is her – Yeah, so, like, Lauren's got twins that run the family. Morgan's related to someone who's got twins that run the family, you're playing a dangerous game. if You're trying. If you're trying, Man, to What if it's like double
0: girls and you're banking on a
1: boy? Oh my god, dude. No, like you might be trying for like tiny Cody or whatever Cody Junior. You might get hit with fucking ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling twin girls again. Oh uh, my god. You know it's Cody's fault too. Morgan can only provide the X chromosomes or whatever. Oh you god. know that's just genetics right there.
2: Yeah. Like, I'm sure. ooh,
1: it's all on Cody, bro. Like he's gonna he, he's gonna go back to the well one more time. He's gonna try and, you know, get Cody Jr. You know, God, that kid is gonna be so spoiled, dude. Oh,
0: for sure. You know you know grandma's gonna come through with everything for that thing.
1: Oh my I'm god. I'm just saying too, like, you know, it's the last kid. The last kid always is away with shit. And it's like the boy too. So oh, like, dude. like the girl's was like, me. Cody. I
0: was a thirteen year gap boy. Oh, God.
1: Dude, All
0: I wasn't I spoiled, know, but I was like definitely different.
1: First, do- oldest daughter is going to be bringing home like a boy, and like, you know, Cody's going to be sitting in like the fucking living room with a shotgun, you know, polishing Clean the gun, hand. Yeah. Cleaning it out, you know, being a hard ass. And then, like, by the time, like, even it's going to be like three, four years after, boy is going to bring home some girl at 15, and Cody's going to be like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> I've my
0: thing done. is like, my thing is like, okay, so, God bless Lauren, but like she she did dance and swimming, yeah. So like, if we have a girl, I, a I don't know how to throw a softball underhand, b I don't know a lot about volleyball, bump set spike, that's about it. That's all you need. Girls basketball is tough to watch. I cannot... Gavin's explained yeah. to me girls basketball. I cannot go to a girls basketball game and consciously be okay with it.
1: Dude, okay. I've watched a lot of women's basketball. Get, basketball, Like, K-State's good this year. Um, They smoke a lot of layups. And, like, K-State's good, and they still smoke a lot of layups. And it's... They smoke them in, like, unathletic ways, which is, like, kind of whatever. I i appreciate girls basketball for what it is i think it's mostly good to watch for the most part um i'm just not spending my effort on it you know like means you're just so used to what like women are just generally at that level like the gap of athleticism is like just higher it's harder it's like easier to see because like you know you're looking at like World-class male athletes are just more athletic than world-class female athletes, just like by genetics. But I mean, like women's basketball is like just kind of a different game. I mean, like realistically, in ter- it, it's a different way to play the same game. Yeah, I mean, I just but, like ref- really good, I just re- go, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say, like the really good women's basketball players are really fun to watch. Like Paige Backers is like. The guards are really fun to watch. The bigs are usually just pretty big and just kind of doing stuff. But like, Kaitlyn Clark's really fun to watch. Um, Paige Packers is really fun to watch. Like, Angel Reese is a forward, but she's fun to watch too.
0: I mean, I just so. ref girls basketball last night, and we probably had
1: eighty thousand four four quarters. So, like. Well, sure, but uh, you know what I don't like, actually, about. This is one thing in like girls youth basketball that I don't think I like a lot. Um, And I notice it more in girls' basketball than guys' basketball at the same age. And I don't know if that's just because I'm biased or of a small sample size. But I feel like boys' basketball is coached more to, like, play defense. Like, in a three-point stance. Yes. And girls' basketball is also taught that, but they're also taught to... Get jump balls. I feel like there's always way more jump balls in girls' basketball.
2: Yes,
0: there
1: is. Oh my god. Like, like I always felt like that, and I always felt like that's kind of just like... I always kind of felt like that was just like the coaches, like...
0: Well, they're, How like, purposefully – t- I don't know. Last night the coach is I- like, purposefully trying to teach them to reach in and grab the ball, and it's like, no, don't do that
1: because – No, but that's what I'm saying is, like, again, I don't want to, like, say anything because, like, I respect, like, you know, anyone who helps coach, like,
2: anything. Yes, exactly. Like, no, I but know what like, you mean. it feels like a lot of times, like – in the family
1: dynamic like a lot of times it's always like the dad who's like being the coach like the mom can be the coach and like if the mom played like basketball in high school like she'd be a good coach but it feels like it's always kind of like oh well the dad is gonna coach you know what i mean yeah or whatever and so it kind of feels like all the dads of the daughters or or will like coach their sons or whatever It, it, it just feels like the quality of coaching at a young age, it's always more on the men's side. And that's just because most of the people, most of the available pool of coaches in that area gravitate towards boys sports just by yes. bias because they're mostly probably men. Yes. Whereas like in girls, it's like people who are just like they know what basketball is and all they really know how to do is like say things i guess you know what i mean
0: i will say so in rec we, this year we have had more female coaches coaching boys sports this year than we did last year like in totality okay. so like it, then that's just like in our youth leagues for a second all well right that's
1: up, a good so. change too because yeah. usually usually whenever this is also just speaks to guys versus girls too i feel like you know Like, women who actually played and know what they're doing, like, are usually the women who actually, like, coach. I always—anytime I ever see, like, a rec league women's coach, like, coaching, like, they always seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. But, like, guys are so brazen in, like, their—men's coaches are usually so brazen in their, like, opinion of how much they actually think they know. That there's just, like, jokers who, like, think that they can coach, but they don't actually know what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But anyways. God, we, we have gone full cool
0: offseason, man. We're, this is offseason, man. We have bro.
1: gone full offseason. This is a good conversation. I feel like, you know, I feel like this is fun. I feel like this is a different take on things, you know. Yeah.
0: little little switch right there.
1: You know, we got to make fun of Beans' future kids um Apparently oh i, I have, have a stigmatisms or something beans you know what you should do i'm like being dead serious um you don't have to like force your child to do this obviously but like you if you have a daughter you should teach her how to kick and you should try and like get her like a college scholarship to get a kick
0: because she could They'll do that end up playing I, soccer i mean yeah like
1: well, I mean, soccer. like, sure, she could play soccer, but like, what if she's just like unathletic?
0: <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how to kick, so it's like,
1: okay, well, like, hire a coach. Oh, uh, d- totally. Like, yeah, just hire. Um, a co- yeah, I don't know. Have David Peskowski, like, you know, fucking call him up. And be like, hey, teach my kid how to kick. You'll pack what you're doing nowadays. Send it. Send it to some camps, right? Yeah. Beans, you're not you're missing out on the marketability. Missing out on NIL, man. Beans, think about it this way. Maria Yubel, first woman Jesus. to play in NFL. There you go. And you don't think
0: like between now and like 25 years from now, there's like not a female playing by then? Mm. Like at least kicking, surely.
1: I don't think so. I don't think anyone is actively training their daughter to uh Kick and oh, so you're saying like
0: from birth, like actively train this kid to
1: just yeah. You have to like pretty much like ter- first and of all, still
0: it into her mind yeah,
1: like really like when they're five. You pretty much have to take this kid and like rap subliminally that they love football, get them to really like football, and then basically build them up over the years to become great kickers.
0: What if they fail at it? Like, there's no like backup plan. There's no like Plan B now. It's like I'm well, not a kicker anymore. What do I do?
1: We got to tell them to, like, do good in school, too. Like, you know, that that's the backup plan. Really, Beans, this plan is most—it's less so to get them into the NFL. It's more so that some liberal arts college will give her a, like, you know, full-ride scholarship, and then you don't have to pay for college. Yeah,
0: ride that NIL pony all the way home,
1: baby. <laughs> Think of it this way: What if you have multiple kids and they're all like kickers? You could be like a kicker family.
0: God, I want my kid to be like a linebacker or like a offensive lineman or tight end. something cool, like but, yeah, not a quarterback because every kid's every kid's gonna have a quarterback. Every family's gotta have a quarterback.
1: Okay, beans. Like sure, but it'd be easier to make it. Well, I guess it wouldn't be easier to make it as a kicker. It statistically it'd be it'd be difficult. difficult. It's statistically harder I to go into that. Statistically, the Hardest position because like wide receiver and quarter probably make up like the biggest percentage, but those are probably two of the most popular positions. And but like, like if, it, but like for if you teach them to line, be like a
0: linebacker, like, there's like three or to four positions.
1: You know, sometimes depending three four. But like well, offensive line, you can only like play like if you are big enough.
0: You know what I mean? Female
1: offensive lineman? You no know, offense, that wouldn't happen. Wouldn't have, um, not a chance. Again, or you know what you could do, beans? Two sports, two sports star, teach you how to throw a knuckleball.
0: Ooh, boot knuckleball, baseball player, knuckleball, like mm, yeah. Or have like a wicked curve, like throwing throwing heaters. Like I no, listen, there's he, no way, like the way their their bodies can be like there's no way if you teach them how to throw overhanded at such a young age and how to pitch at such a young age i feel like the whip of like their arms could just like just fucking in there
1: so beans i don't think i'm not sure they could generate the velocity to like become anything more than like a relief pitcher but like i feel like you could definitely get a you could definitely train your daughter or really son, in my opinion, to, like, potentially, if you, like, worked from birth, you could probably teach them to get, like, a relief pitcher spot in a minor league team.
0: Dude, because, like, what's, I just have to start training them, like, training their abs and their core, because, like, what's the number one thing in baseball players that they have? Really good abs, really good core, a big butt, like, man, start working on that. Here you go rolling in there
1: if you start even early if you start really early you can make it dexterous. you can be don't think of
0: it as an expense think of it as an
1: investment it is an investment or she'll hate sports
0: or hate me because i just invested all this time into doing this and there was
1: no she'll come back to this podcast realize that she'll resent me she'll say you ruined my life (laughs) uncle sam why would you tell dad to do this Uncle Sam has been doing a lot of things and not the same Uncle Sam. <laughs> are we going to have it talk about anything Sam. that people want us to talk about today? Are we just going to ramble? Yeah, we should probably talk about the things. Should we, though? Like, do yeah. they care? Are they listening to us because they want to know what we're saying or because they just like having us?
0: You know, the title is Flyover State Sports Show, not Flyover Ramble Show. I feel like we got to hit But we've
1: been goals. rambling about sports. We've, ta- we've covered women's basketball. We've covered about, you know, your daughter, like, becoming a future MLB All-Star as a relief pitcher or a future Pro Bowl kicker. We've talked about, you know, all Ooh. sorts of things, Beans.
0: What if, like, we could put a female into, like, the new college football game?
2: What? That's a
1: terrible transition.
2: That wasn't transition. Like that was just a
0: legit question. What if they like? What if you could like, daughter U bowl like whatever is now a kicker for Idaho and kicking in the Kibby Kibby Dome?
1: That would. So you know, I was going to transition us to the new college football video game, and Beans tried to do it himself. All right, all right.
0: Let's let's go back. Let's do it again. Uh, No, no, there's nothing to transition No, I'll say I'll cut this and I won't. And then people will hear hear this conversation of us talking about where I was supposed to cut it. And then you go into where you were supposed to transition and they'll hear both of our transitions.
1: All of this stays. The new college football game, which has been announced for, you know, this year forever. But people just hate fun and think that, you know, it was never going to happen because people have PTSD and college football video game and beans tried to do it himself the new college football game is coming out we don't know yet we're gonna get a full reveal in may but we got a teaser trailer which is honestly more than i thought we were going to get last thursday on the 15th it was a good time to be a college sports fan god i watched that bricked up dude I got I watched it several times. I teared up every time. I am so ready for that video game. I love college sports so much.
0: The transition of the down marker from fourteen to twenty five just
1: Oh, fucked. that's what that's what made me tear up each time. That fucks, dude. Fucks. Yeah, that, that fucking that fucking was awesome. That was so-, so you know the big thing, actually the big news, so you know, the teaser trailer had come out. You know, the the reports by Matt Brown, who's really been the guy who's had most of this, he's been saying that all of the FBS teams, which is pretty much canonically what most people know as D1, technically Division One is broken up into FBS and FCS, and there's like 200-plus teams in Division One, but people don't like to, uh, you know, talk about that.
2: But, excuse me. But he had basically confirmed all FBS teams were going to be in it. Um,
1: But there had been rumblings from schools like Notre Dame and Northwestern and Tulane that if student-athletes could not be compensated for the name, image, and likeness for the game, that they would pull out of the game. Notre Dame this last week sent out a tweet saying that they were in the game and they had offered opportunities for over 1,400 athletes to be in the game. And so Notre Dame's in the game, which pretty much tells you that Tulane and Northwestern are probably going to fall in line, right? Yeah, There's really no reason for either of those two teams to be sticks in mud. They could be, but they're probably not. The other big news that um, has come out recently, and we'll see how this goes, There have been FCS teams, uh, like Portland State, Eastern Washington, Gardner-Webb, who have tweeted about how they'll be in the game. I'm not sure how realistic that is. Nobody has really confirmed that. Matt Brown hasn't either. A lot of people think that might be DLC down down the line or like an update. Probably an update. Um, But there is a possibility... by the end of the first game we will have all of FBS and
2: all of FCS in the game let's go dude oh my god such a beautiful time you know like the world could end
0: any day now but don't end until after July please give me one week with this game
1: I so I'm very excited for the game. I honestly don't think for me it's going to much matter. A lot of people are very concerned about the game as it pertains to EA. Everyone is v- pretty much just saying this is just going to be reskinned Madden, and that they're they're basically saying it's going to be reskinned Madden and a bunch of transactions, and there are going to be transactions. I think one. One thing that gets lost um, in everything is that NCA 14 had ultimate team. Like, I don't think people actually remember that because I think it was the first year it did have ultimate team. Yeah. So, like, there is ultimate team in this game. Like, absolutely. There are microtransactions in this game. Like, absolutely. Like, the honest to God. The thing that is going to piss me off about this game, I personally think, so this game has allegedly been in development for about three years now, which makes me think that the gameplay is going to be better than what we get in Madden, because the way that Madden's gameplay has been made on the Frostbite engine is they kind of took old code, kind of moved it over to Frostbite finagled it so it worked on frostbite it sucked and then they've been like improving it like over the years this game is probably taking some code off of what madden has obviously but for the most part this is like the first football game that has been built from the ground up to run on frostbite there is a non-zero percent chance that this game it plays a lot better than madden And so I think there is reason to be excited about it from that standpoint.
0: Um, A couple of things on that. Uh, I know some concern is like, oh, it took them three years to develop this. Is it going to take them three years to develop the next one? No, it won't because they'll already have everything kind of set. And it's just kind of rinse and repeat after that or improve, rinse, repeat, improve. Um, So it won't take three years to improve. Um, So that I'm not too concerned about. I did hear... The second thing is, like, I did hear that they are going to have Dynasty, and they are going to have Road to Glory. Which, do not fuck up Road to Glory. Keep Road to Glory how it was, please.
1: Dynasty and Road to Glory are confirmed. I, again, the thing with Road to Glory that I think... The thing with Road to Glory... This is... Here's the whole thing, right? This is why college... Is like I know a lot of people like like to dog on Madden and how their franchise mode sucks, and I can understand why it's like kind of repetitive. Here's the difference between college and like pro in terms of like franchise and like Ultimate Team and stuff. The thing that gets to people it with like a franchise mode is how repetitive it is. So like, let's think about it this way. Because, like, you know, now if you go win a natty in NCAA, like, you're going to play, like, 17 games, right? So you're basically playing about 15 to 20 games on both for a season, right? The issue is, is, like, for Madden, you're coming back, like, every year with the same quarterback that you probably have been trying to develop. And, like, the same core players. Like how, like you play eight years and you have like a lot of the same core players. It's a lot of the same, like you draft new guys, but then like you have to manage money, right? The thing with college is because guys are graduating and you're recruiting new guys like all the time, especially recruiting in large quantities where you have like five or six guys you're excited to use or whatever in like a year or two, the rosters are always changing. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's I do agree with that. Um, and Like, so that, long... that's what keeps it fresh. And the thing, too, is, is like, in Madden, you can move to one of, like, 32 teams or 31 other teams or whatever. Like, in NCAA, if it has all the FBS programs, you can go to, like, 133 different places.
0: Yeah, so, like, one thing I do in Madden, because it's so simple to do, I've done a couple of things now. The first one, there's actually been three different things I've done since I've got Madden. The first one is I try to win a Super Bowl with all thirty-two teams. That's an obvious one. The second one is simulate ten years in advance and then play like with that team because you get like basically whole new rosters and everything, and then try to yeah. rebuild that team. I've done that. Now my third one is I'm trying to win Super Bowls with all thirty-two teams with all white
1: players. So. <laughs>
2: <Thank> so. <you. laughs>
1: absolute racism.
0: No, it's just, I, you know, the Marsh, was it Marshawn Moreno or something? Like I wanted to try it. I wanted to try it. You know how hard it is to recruit or how hard it is to get
1: corners. You you were, you were just doing the meme. Okay. Do you just like have to move? Like, I feel like you have to just move linebackers to safeties and safeties to corner for that.
0: So I have, so I'm on like my second team now. Uh, and I move safeties to, I, I basically have to just like, and it all depends on the draft too, because like the draft is like you might get one white corner, you might get four. You never know. You might get one really good D lineman. You know how hard it is. What's so what's your
1: cutoff, What's your cutoff for that? What do you mean? Uh, like do they have to obviously be white, or like could they be like kind of like off white?
0: Uh, let's just say Patrick Mahomes isn't on my squad.
1: Okay. Okay, so you're you're full. You're you're doing a like uh one like the one drop rule. Yeah, exactly. And so I, such a racist beans. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is some extreme racism. No,
0: it's not. I'm doing it for the meme and it's hard. It's difficult, but I guess what? I've done it with one team, I'm doing it with a second one. It's easier with Dallas because I can trade Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott for a shit ton of first round picks and just get good white guys. Um which is very hard to do in the first place. But anyways, Racism. It's fun. Okay, leave me alone. I'm uh, sure
1: you, it's pretty easy to find a quarterback, though. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'll do it with. Never
0: mind. Okay. Um. Anyways, continuing on. Yeah, I do agree no, with your okay. state. I do agree with your statement that it's ever changing, ever evolving. You've got like 80 teams to work with here, and the sites, the locations, the visuals, like the also like the one thing in NCAA. 14 that i do differently than madden like in madden i just listen to a podcaster music In ncaa like
1: i would actually like play with the bangers on dude by the way like if they fuck it up and the soundtrack just isn't like the most famous like fight songs i like really like that's all we need right it's fight songs that's all i want it, it's fight songs and drum lines like that's all yes. you want like, that's, that's all that's i the want immersion that, that is it. I hope they don't, like, put in, like, actual music for that. Like, I don't think anyone wants actual music for that.
0: I but think like, they kind of... So, like, the, the, the way I think of it is, like, the people that are developing this are people that played NCAA before. I think they know the nostalgia that actually, we are trying to want.
1: So, for those... For people who don't know, there is a thing called College Football Revamped, which is a mod that you can put on, like, a... I don't remember PC? what it's called. Um it's it's not even PC. You can do it for like Xbox and like PS3. Yeah. Like it's Jailbroke, that's what it is. Jailbroke, yeah. Like Jailbreak, your like Xbox and your PS3, you can download this mod and it's like a really good mod. Like crazy good. You can do like a you can do like an eighteen playoff too if you want. Like crazy mod. But like a couple of those guys who worked on that mod are actually like on the team for That's nice. NCA 25. I'm going to also it, it's like it's like um FC 24, like I'm never going to call it FC 24. I'm going to call it FIFA 24 because like fuck EA. And I'm going to call it NCA 25 even though it's EA College Football 25. It's NCA 25 to me. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Out. <clears throat> but exactly. I, yeah, like the constant turnover I think is a thing that like keeps it keeps it high, the immersion high. And with the transfer portal being added, which they've confirmed it will be, that's also going to keep the turnover very high. I think it's going to definitely frustrate some people because they're going to have freshmen they want to, like, use, and they're not going to be able to. But all that stuff is going to keep the freshness really high. And, like, in your Road to Glory, like, this, I think, is the biggest difference between Road to Glory and, like, Superstar Mode in Madden and in NCA. There is, like, only four seasons you can play in NCAA. Like, there is a very, like, clear end of the road, right? And it's, like, at max, like, let's just say 80 games. Like, probably not even that. Yeah. Like, superstar mode in the NFL, like, you just keep playing until, like, you're forced to retire, which could be, like, 10 to 15 years down the road, which is daunting. yeah you know what I mean like I don't like no I have never ever 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 played a career mode in like Madden that I have gotten to the end to yeah no I I agree like I don't think anyone ever does that I've never played like a 2k career mode where I get to the end either like I've never like made the hall of fame because I don't like playing that much you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but like you know you give me like a new team every season. Like, I'll play with that new team every season. You give me, like, four years to go ball out. Like, I've done that before.
0: I did hear NIL is going to be incorporated. I hope there's, like, no, like, salar- like, salary that you have to work with. I just hope it's, like, a letter grade. Like, oh, this team's NIL is, you know, C-. And then I, as you get
1: better, the uh, NIL my just guess, gets better. My guess is it won't be a grade. My guess is it will be kind of, like, free agency because that's kind of what it is. Um, I guess we'll probably be that, like,
0: I almost wonder if NIL would take over, like, the recruiting points you would invest into players.
1: Well, I mean, that's probably, like, I, I don't think that's what would happen. Maybe it would, actually. Um... I, it'll either be a letter grade. I so here's the thing: recruiting is probably going to be nothing like it was in NCA twenty four or and fourteen. Sad. I like kind of like the. I though. I like the simplicity of it too. It'll probably be nothing like it. It'll probably be slightly different. Um, the saddest part will be you know waiting to find out what the uh, exploits are. You know when you can just recruit guys who aren't being recruited who are actually so good. Yeah. Um. My guess is that so in like the old NCAA basketball games, based on like how your team is doing and like how you finished the previous year and like kind of how big your team is, they would give you points you could spend. And it was like points you would put into recruiting and points you would put into like game planning and points you would put into like. Um, I don't remember what the last one was. Oh, it was like sanctioned stuff. It was like discipline or whatever. Because you know, they used to be able to like suspend players in NCAA games. Um, So I would imagine like you basically get like a budget based off of like how big of a team you are. So, like, if you're Texas, you probably would, let's just say, you get like 20 million. And if you're K State, you get like eight. And so, like, it'll probably be, you know how, like, there's the leaving screen on NCA-14? Yeah. It'll probably be like, hey, I need X to stay. And then you can, like, give them that to stay if you want. Yeah. And that'll probably go in for your budget. And then whatever's left in the budget, there'll probably be, like, a portal section after that. So, yeah. I don't know.
0: I'm curious to see how it'll look. I'm excited. I will be taking like three days off of work for this
1: game. If the so, game uh, comes out on a Friday, I might take that Friday off. But yeah, I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm gonna need three days. But I will be taking a trip to India whenever it uh, or New Zealand, excuse me. I will be taking a trip to New Zealand whenever that game comes out. Um <laughs> my Xbox will be firmly planted next to the Kiwis of the island. Uh And we will be playing as early as physically possible uh, <laughs> nice,
2: but, um, honestly the the thing God, I forgot what I was
1: gonna ask you. Oh, the one thing that like everyone needs to know by the way, about this game is you can get game on p c obviously. But um you will need an Xbox 1 and a PlayStation 5 to play this game. They're not making it for or an Xbox Series X, excuse me, and a PlayStation yeah. 5. If you have an Xbox 1, uh get with the program broke boy 2020 in the and res- the uh supply chain stuff was 3 to 4 years ago. And if you have a PlayStation 5, get it broke boy. All that shit was f- 3 to 4 years ago. So
0: uh, did I tell you how I got my Xbox?
1: How did you get your Xbox? So, okay, so... Why haven't you added me?
0: I sent you my... Because I texted you and said, hey, I got my Xbox. And you're like, what's your thing? And I sent it yeah. to you and send I never me. heard back.
1: Send it to me after this.
0: Um, anyway. So, I sold my Xbox One for 250 bucks.
1: Okay. Damn, that's tough.
0: I still have my Xbox One. And then my insurance company gives me gift cards for 250 bucks for, you know, being a part of their corporation or being a part of their crew. So I got a $250 gift card and I sold my Xbox for like 250 bucks. So I got $500 to spend. And guess how much my Xbox was during Christmas? $500.
1: I basically paid the taxes for this thing you know what I need to do like now that we're on xbox and again this this show is so unserious today that like I don't care this, this is the first fun. show this is the first show of like post like I didn't even get you. Know, football Bowl season's expense, like anyways. super structured and it's fun to like be super structured but um this is what I'm doing uh this is how I'm leading the show in non-structured times because I just want to talk and you all apparently want to listen which we appreciate um but speaking of Xbox, I need to get my original Xbox from my house in Lamigo. Cause I have I still have my original Xbox, I still have my three sixty, I still have my one, and I have my Series X. And I need to take like a photo with them all or something. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cute. I know. Dude, I still love my original Xbox. My favorite game on original Xbox is like Smackdown versus Raw 2. The game was awesome. I love that game so much. So much nostalgia. I like never figured out how to like win cage matches though. So like I'd be the champion like in the career mode and then like just lose it in a cage match. Yeah. So, no.
0: yeah. More more of the story is NCAA i'm excited i'm pumped i don't think also like a little nugget i, I know i sent this to sam and Gavin and our group chat um a little nugget supposedly like the commercial like the peak into like the peeking into the rose bowl was like from the video game it wasn't the actual like
1: yeah footage. i've heard that rumor as well they like to point out how the mountains are different i honestly so you,
0: if you if you go back and look at it if you go back and look at the video after hearing about that, like, you can kind of, like, kind of see it's, like, a little gamey, like, a
2: little bit. I'm telling you right now, um, everything that I've heard about this game is
1: air- A little nugget. You make this thing literally, like, the greatest, like, looking, like, presentation game ever. Like, that's, like, the goal. Yes. Like they're literally trying to like completely capture like the entirety of like fucking everything.
0: <laughs> well, and the thing is, the mark the market and the audience for this game is massive. It's huge. Like, people I, I, are think it's purpose- I think it's smaller. Go out, like think, think of people just like me. I purposefully went out and bought a new Xbox so that way I could play this game.
1: Like I, the, the I, audience I think is you're huge. in the minority. So I here's the thing. I've heard that like executives are just hoping to see good like modest sales and i I, the truth is always in the middle i think the i think the actual like
2: i think the actual you know like shareholders and everything are underselling like how many
1: games this will sell because it wasn't as hot of an item, like NCA, wasn't like a super hot item. It never outsold Madden ever. Like during when they both got released at the same time, and but I think the public is overhyping like how many people are actually going to buy this game. um Just in general, like I really do think that like the public is overhyping how much. I think it's going to be like I I Madden. I think will still outsell this game comfortably because people just like buy Madden because like. People are there's more NFL fans than there are college football fans.
0: Do you think people get cold feet once it gets to like release date? Like, there people
1: be like, oh, I'll just wait to see what other people say about it. No, I don't think it's that. I think really what it so again, I think there'll be a boost in sales because it's the first one back. I genuinely just think that like, for one, Twitter's never reality. There, like you know, you get like ninety three thousand likes or whatever on the trailer right like who cares like not everyone who likes it's gonna buy the game i i think you're discounting the demo of like cody jackson is like a solid example of this like cody jackson like 10 years ago is like 18 and like has all the free time in the world to play like college football video games with the boys hell he did it while we were in college right But now, like, Cody's, like, you know, 28, has two kids, and a wife, and, you know, all this, that, and the other, right? He has less time. Like, I think there's a solid chunk. There's that chunk of people who are, like, who were like, 9 to 18 years old. Like, the people who are actually, like, playing these games. Yeah. Or whatever. That just have lives now. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you're kind of relying on people who were under the age of 10. Who barely remember playing this game, or people who like don't have lives at, like you and me. Like you you less so, but me. Like I'm twenty-eight, but like I don't have a fucking girlfriend or like a wife or a kid or anything. So I just fucking play NCAA. You know well, I mean, I don't
0: have a kid, so it's like I mean I have basketball, yeah, but basketball's over. Too
1: too. That's July. Like, what am I doing in July? So Exactly. Um but no, like I I guess that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I think I think the market for it like the diehard market for it I think is smaller than you think. I think there's a bigger market for younger kids than we would think because it's a brand new game and they'll buy it. I think there will be definitely be some people who just hate it though after they buy it. Like hate just hate on the game.
0: How much money are you spending on this? Like they haven't released a price yet. What is your Well, life?
1: okay, so like all the games are 70 bucks, right? Um I normally don't buy like deluxe versions of anything. I normally don't you normally don't get anything out of it. Uh um, Yeah, I don't either. I just buy the standard version. When it used to be. So now I buy all my games digital nowadays, right? Yes. When it used to be I would go and buy all my games like hard copy. I might actually buy this one hard copy like low key.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, just because I might actually buy it hard copy. Um, But like I would uh, I would honestly like I did when it was hard copy. I did pay extra one year to get a Kobe Bryant cover like after he retired. Yeah like I did do that I'm not like saying that that was like you know a smart financial decision but like it was the Mamba edition he just retired I was like okay like this is pretty dope so I'm gonna like pay extra for the cover and I still have it too it's like it's literally right over there it's in a box now but you know yeah um, I don't know. I would need to see, um but yeah, it's gonna be seventy stock standard, which like is basically just like seventy six to eighty dollars with tax. So uh, I'm gonna be dropping at least a hundred bucks pretty much. yeah,
0: um What would be like like what's stopping them from like releasing this game and then just like just updating it every now and then, and then just like say every three years they just build a new one. Uh, is that a possibility
1: money yeah money yeah yeah money money yeah yeah so i'm excited
0: Uh, i'm pumped i'm taking time off from work um so yeah um yeah i gotta piss like a russian racehorse so if you want to talk about this or ksu basketball i gotta pee my eyes are floating
1: Damn, his eyes are floating. Well, we'll we'll get to basketball here right now. Beans doesn't watch basketball, so it would be me talking at him at any point anyways. So we talk about winners first always here at Flyover. So I think the one thing to be important about is, you know, we do cover, you know, the two major basketball programs. Shout out to Wichita State for not being that. Um, so I actually was at the KU versus Oklahoma game uh in person this last weekend. Um and it was a really fun game. Oklahoma honestly didn't really pack the house. They were honoring Billy Tubbs, you know, for his work in the uh late eighties, early nineties. And they were playing K U and honestly it was not that packed of an arena. I was kind of surprised that the Oklahoma fans didn't show up, show out. I was we were sitting in pretty good seats, like row eleven like, you know, baseline or uh, sideline seats. And, like, there were not people next to me. So, I don't, again, whatever whatever floats your boat, Oklahoma, it's more of a football school anyways. But Oklahoma put out a good effort in the first half. They came out, shot a lot, like, shot really well from the three-point line. K, you couldn't buy one of those to save your life. So, But what was really interesting is Oklahoma kind of got up by 10. And we were looking at about, like, two to five minutes left in the first half. And a lot of things were going Oklahoma's way. Oklahoma, like, struggled from the free-throw line to start. They were 3-6. But they were shooting well from three. They were shooting, like, uh, seven for, like, 14 or so. uh, Six for 13. Like, somewhere around 50. KU had made, like, one, maybe two. They were, like, shooting below like twenty-five percent at the time. And KU actually hadn't attempted a field goal or a excuse me, a free throw at the time. And Oklahoma kinda had a lot of momentum. And then KU kind of just put it on them defensively. They kind of ratcheted it up because they were letting them play. They were letting them play defensively in the first half. They were letting the last stuff go. And so KU kind of ratcheted it up, cut it to five Going into halftime, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma basically came out. They hit their first three. They were eight of fifteen by the time at, at viewing. They were it they were eight of fifteen from three. KU still was pretty low on the draw from three. Still hadn't made a free throw. And then KU just kept working them. Uh, Dickinson was awesome, like KJ Adams and like color didn't even play that well or play that much, like, because they were in foul trouble. But like Dewan Harris, like played pretty good. He made a really big three, which I think kind of shifted momentum. But it was really the defense. KU like really ratcheted up the defense, especially after Johnny furphy hit down a couple of threes. So KU ratches the defense up. They end up winning the game by 10. Oklahoma missed their last like seven or eight three-point shots they were 8 of 15 and finished like 8 of 22 8 of 23 and they shot like under 35 percent for the game you just kind of saw it ticking down KU was fairly flat line consistent the entire time um and that was a big win for KU like on the road KU was like not a good road team and like they continued they struggled in the first half, but KU getting a win on the road is good for confidence. It's good for, you know, all of that good crap. So my big takeaway from that game really is just, I think KU, honest to goodness, has a national championship caliber starting five. Dewan Harris, like, I don't love as a player. I love him as a defender. But as a complete player, I'm not like big on dewan harris uh kevin mcculler i'm i'm also just not very big on kevin mcculler like i don't think he's actually like great or anything like i don't really i don't really know how to like describe that but like i like furphy furphy is like a solid player i think he's good um kj adams i think brings a lot of energy a lot of motivation like he's a good player and Dickinson's kind of a bitch, but, like, Dickinson is, like, a good player. Like, Dickinson, Dickinson is very good. Like, so KU, I think, is very polarizing. They have—KU's the type of team that if they're, like, a three seed, they could maybe lose to a 14. Probably not because they're starting five. But, like, KU, if they stay out of foul trouble, could make a Final Four. KU, if they ever get in foul trouble against a half-decent team, is going to lose. Um, That's just kind of the fact of life at this point. And so, you know, KU is going to continue to keep playing big leverage games, probably continue to win a lot of the big leverage games. Everyone's kind of looking up at Houston right now. But um, I think KU is starting to trend in a more positive direction. Like they got blown out by Texas Tech, but they didn't let a blowout versus Texas Tech turned into a loss at Oklahoma as well and so I think KU's trending in a positive direction they just really need to find anything off their bench that's better than like Nicholas Timberlake and like El Jackson and I don't even and like you know Christian Braun's brother and like the other guy that subbed in. I don't even remember his name, but I, I saw a guy
2: on KU that I, I had never seen before, so. Yeah, I'm back, by the way. I didn't know. If- He's back. Beans is back.
1: Uh, Sam loves to ramble about basketball. I, uh, dude, I heard all of it. Such a good job. Good job. Thank you. Um, I also, so, you know, I, so I was in Norman, obviously, as I said, so I didn't know really you to watch much of the K-State game until about the last four minutes. Um, The only thing I can really add is that what I watched was very back and forth towards the end of the game. There was not a lot of stops, not a lot of defense, which is annoying because K-State's calling Cardinals defense. And if they're not going to make any stops on defense and score on offense, it's going to piss me off every time, which it did. But the thing that sucked is I walked into this boutique or whatever on Main or whatever, with the group I was with. And, you know, they're doing some shopping, whatever. And I'm sitting here trying to watch the game, and I, like, lost service, like, in the last, like, minute and 20 seconds. Ugh. And so I didn't get it back until Cam Carter hit the free throw to tie the game. And then, I kid you not, we're walking to the next shop that we're going into. I'm walking behind the group and I see Jameer Nelson Jr. hit that shot and I dropped to my knees. Like I didn't like it was I didn't drop to my knees. But like I literally Saigon squatted or like as far as I could and just sat there for like a second. Just yeah. like hand head. just like not saying anything. Just going like oh and you know Everyone looks back and they're like, are you okay? And I'm just like,
2: no. Yeah. Like, that was
1: such a gut punch. And then, like, you know, obviously Texas, the Texas game uh, on Monday was a gut punch as well. But, you know, K-State, I I, I guess, yeah, K-State turns, that's the difference between K-State and KU. K-State takes one gut punch loss, turns it into two by not, you know, showing up against Texas. That game is very winnable texas didn't shoot very well k-state shot even worse k-state over three quarters or three halves of basketball from tcu to the first half of texas was like three of 25 it was like two of 25 or three of 25 from three that's so bad like k-state cannot shoot the basketball that's the one thing i've noticed
0: in like watching the last i watched like maybe five games in totality this season and like watching the games, it's like, why are we attempting these? Like,
1: we're not good at it. What's the, my biggest thing about K state basketball this year. So, you know, my one big thing about KU basketball is they have an elite starting five and they just stink on the bench. Right. And a lot of that is contributing to the loss on the road because when you stink on the bench, or whatever, your bench doesn't travel as well, right? Your bench guys are not guys you normally rely on unless they're, like, former starters. Like, K-State's bench is honestly not that bad, but that's because, like, their starters aren't really that good. Um, like, Tyler Perry is fine, and, like, Cam Carter is fine, and, like, Kamala is fine, or Kaluma, excuse me, is fine. But, like, Will McNair and, like, Gassan and, like, Colbert are all, like, the same player. They're all just whatever. And then, like, Day-Day Ames is, like, fine, I guess. I mean, he has a really bad plus-minus on the season, but, like, it's fine, right? So, my biggest takeaway, honest to goodness, with K-State is Jerome Tang is currently, like, committing basketball war crimes. So, like, let's think about last year's team, right? Kind of how we played basketball. Who we put on the court at, like, any given time. So you have Marquise Noel, who can shoot. Cam Carter, who can slash and shoot. And then you have, like, Keontae Johnson, who can slash and shoot. might be is a sixth man. He's filling in for, like, any of those first three guys. Desi wasn't, like, a good shooter, but, like, Desi was, like, you know... He was the he, dirty guy. He was, like, the... Uh, De- Desi could score, though. Desi, like... Desi was, the... like, kind of spot up, but, like, he was at least, like, a slasher. He was a threat to score, right? Like, he was a threat with the ball in his hands, at least. And then, like, Naquan Tomlin. Like, Naquan Tomlin wasn't a great shooter, but, like, he kind of hit some corner shots. Like, he was also a semi-threat with, his, with the ball in his hands. And then, like, you have Ghassan. And Gassan's like, the same player, essentially. And then you think about, like, your backups, right? So you think about the other guys that are backing your players up. Um,
2: and do you have... Was Easy Agu on that team? Who, who was the other post? I can't remember the other big post. He came from, like, Howard or something. I can't remember his name. Ah, oh, shit. Um...
1: But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't I think you're Easy Agu. I think Easy Agu was the other big post who was who came from Utah or whatever, like before this guy. I can't remember. It doesn't much matter. But because like he's basically just filling in like what Gerrell Colbert does and like what Wood McNair does. But like you also have Ishma Sood and Ishma Sud can shoot, right? Like he, he he's a, he's a threat with the ball in his hands to shoot. Basically what I'm saying is last year's team had like a lot of shooting. And, like, this year, it's, like, Cam's kind of a slasher shooter, and Kaluma's, like, a slasher shooter, and, like, Perry's, like, a slasher—is, like, kind of a shooter when he's on. But, like, day Ames isn't. Like, RJ Jones is a freshman, and kind of is, but not really. Like, at this point, he's a freshman. Like, Buddy Rich doesn't, and he doesn't even play. Like, Finister and, like, Taj Manning aren't, and they don't even really play. But then like your post rotation of Colbert and McNair and um Colbert, McNair and Gasson, like all don't shoot. I mean Gasson like wants to think he can, but he doesn't. So like you're pretty much just trotting out like a you're trotting out three guys who have actual like shooting jobs. Like on the entire team. Like three and a half if you count RJ Jones, right? So, like, that's the issue. And, like, the biggest issue, too, is, like, they're always playing, like, two posts all at the same time, right? Yeah. Like, we're committing basketball war crimes by having Tyler Perry, who, like, is good in spot-up, not necessarily great in, like, ball handling and getting his own shot, like, from three. Cam Carter, who's, like, a slasher spot-up guy. And Koluba, And we're pairing them with like two non-shooters. And like Will McNair and David Gasson. Or either of those two guys in Colbert. Like I keep coming back to. I keep coming back to the lineup that I really want to see. Is. I want to see like one of our posts in there. P- probably Col- Colbert or um, Gasson. And I want to see Arthur Koluma run the four. And then, like, I really don't care who you put at that other guard spot. Like, honestly, like, Day-Day Ames works. um, And, like, R.J. Jones is, like, the guy that I wish... R.J. Jones is the guy that I think should be playing there, is what I'm getting at. Because R.J. Jones has a little bit of shooting chops, in my opinion. And I just don't think he's gotten enough minutes. I think he, like, probably fucks up on defense too much. But, like, at this point, like, is fucking up on defense a little bit too much like really costing us games at this point we're already losing games so i don't know it's very interesting what K State is doing this year they're not very good and a lot of it has to do with i don't think they have no spacing which is making it harder for everyone to drive which is making everything hard to score because you can sag off guys so you can play tighter defense at the perimeter you know what i mean yeah like when when Marquis Noel has to be guarded up to twenty five feet, it opens up a lot of different things. Like no one has any gravity on the team. Like we don't
2: force defenses to adjust to us. Oh yeah, I agree. So that's what I got for basketball. Nice. So um, we'll we'll obviously have a
1: ba- basketball challenge. Um, I selection Sunday probably in like three or four weeks, I think. I'm pretty sure. K-State is probably out of the tournament unless, like, they win all the rest of their, like,
2: regular season games. Which, like, isn't happening, but I guess that it could. Um. Or they win the Big 12 tournament. KU is pretty much just fighting for, like, a top three seed at this
1: point. More likely top two seed. Um, we'll see what happens with that, though. But I think we'll wrap up our sports coverage with uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We'll just kind of freelance this. Um, I've kind of already said my piece uh, previously of what I think the Chiefs need to do for this offseason. I think it's offensive tackle and get Chris Jones back by any means necessary. Not necessarily the Need. need. i kind of been interested to hear what you have to say on what you want to see, Beans.
0: Oh, thank you. Um yeah, I was unfortunately I couldn't make it last week. Um so Sam got to sit here and uh babble to talk about winning the Super Bowl, you know, we're 2 weeks behind this and you know, we're already talking about off-season stuff, what teams are doing. It's mock draft season, baby. I'm so This is my like in the off-season, I love mock draft, mock draft season. Um so I think we can just set aside the fact that Chris Jones is going to get franchise tagged. That's not going to happen because that costs $35 million against the cap. Um, if we do some ba- basic restructures, uh, get rid of MVS. Uh, I've seen some people say cut Justin Reed. I think Justin Reed has way too much value in this team. We can probably get up to that $45 million mark, which I feel like is a very comfortable amount. Um, I just don't feel like we need to be giving up $35 million on a franchise tag.
1: Uh, I don't think we really have that option.
0: No, the only amount I could see us giving to Jones is the same amount we gave him last year, which reports came out and said that the offer was about twenty-eight five. That's about where I would feel comfortable and be like, We'll give you three years, twenty-eight five a year. Um I'm very much on the side of tagging or extending Sneed. I think you give Snead three years, you know, what he, I feel like, I know it's very different compared to what Spags. Spags likes to funnel through the middle, you know, really strong core of the defense, uh, D tackle linebackers, even safeties, uh, and let the corners and outside linebackers and edges kind of figure itself out. Um, I, uh, I just think Snead has brought way too much value and way too good of coverage. Um, I I just I just don't see us moving on from him. I really don't.
2: I I personally don't think that uh I to me the most inconsistent position
1: in football is corner. Um this
0: is true and corners like like corner you, is very
1: volatile year to year. Like Tariq Woolen if he was a free agent to like last year would have gotten like an insane contract, and Tariq Woolen after this last year would not be getting that same contract. Like yeah. Tariq Woolen was like runner up for like defensive rookie of the year essentially last year, and like Saskarda was really good. Like, was still an all pro, and Tariq Woolen like fell off.
0: Well, a, a good, a good, like a good reference point at this point, like not to poke fun at anything i'm legit not is james bradbury james bradbury had a really good season he was a really good corner before and you know after the last after the super bowl game last year he did not have a very good season this year at all the um, beans what's that
1: why we only wanted for one season when he was an all pro exactly
0: we only wanted him for one season uh you know there is room to just tag sneed we get him for another year he's done at 28 I'm willing to let him move at 28, go somewhere else, and be successful for even if it's another two years. I'm willing to take that risk. I just think we can get another good season out of Sneed. I really I, I do. I think
1: that's the thing, though, is, like, I don't think you, to me, if we couldn't franchise tag either, right, like, just say you have to sign one or the other. Yeah, if you have I'd to. I'd rather give Chris Jones, like, 35 then gives over three years, then gives Snead, like, slightly above market value for three years. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, Chris Jones, like, I feel like has a higher chance of actually, like, remaining very good.
0: Now, we could be saying this, and honestly, we may not bring either one back. I'm being honest. Like, there could be a world where we let Jones walk. Like, Veach is not afraid to say, go. Like, go out there, test your Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown, Mitchell Schwartz, Eric Fisher, like we Tyreek Hill. We let go of Tyreek Hill. Granted, that was a trade, but we are not afraid to say, "Yeah, you've done your thing here. Go see what go see what else is out there. Go touch grass a little bit, and then look how it's worked out." Orlando Brown Jr., you know he had an okay season. Tyreek Hill, he's somewhere where he's got no income tax, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl at where he's at now. So, you know, we're not afraid. Veach is not afraid. He's got. Balls of steel and says, yeah, go out there, go touch grass, go, go see what you can get out there, come back, to, come back to us and say, I messed up, I shouldn't have left,
1: whatever, yada, yada, yada. He's not afraid. I, I just feel like, realistically, I feel like you could find someone who could replace LeJaris Sneed. I don't feel like you could find someone who could replace Chris Jones.
0: No, and especially it's, like us to say, like, oh, you can do it in the draft. You just can't keep saying, oh, we'll do it in the draft because yeah. there's like D tackle is so hard. Like there, the fact that we got Chris Jones in the third round is like, in my opinion, like one, like second round. Sorry. It's yeah, like yeah. one, one in, you know, one in a million almost finding a really good franchise defensive tackle. Um, so that I feel like we can't say, oh, we'll just find, find a defensive tackle. It could be <laughs> but one thing you know that we can say this year is oh we can find a wide receiver yeah we can because there's a bunch of x wide receivers in this draft now that's draft talk whatever yada 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 we just can't go into this saying oh we'll fix it in a free agency or fix it in the draft because saying you'll fix it in the draft that's never guaranteed saying you'll be able to fix it in free agency is never guaranteed because the free a- the free agent has a chance to say i can go wherever i want so or Wherever the agent wants, so it's a very fine line to cross. I'm curious to see how we handle it. Um, I'm curious to see what are your thoughts on us handling wide receiver in free agency this year, signing like a T. Higgins or like I've seen people say sign a Kendrick Bourne and draft a wide receiver. What are your thoughts on wide receiver
1: handling? Um, So I got two things. uh, For one, Um, I think to put my final like, nail in the head of, like, Chris Jones or LeJair Sneed.
2: Um, I feel like... I just feel like the defense...
1: I, I, I don't think people understand, also, how volatile defense is year to year, just in general. Um, this defense will absolutely not be this good next year no um like this i i keep trying to stress to people how good this defense actually was historically from like a points given up standpoint at least um this defense will never be remembered because it's attached to a franchise quarterback in his prime and has in whose biggest star is chris jones someone who you know may make the hall of fame i guess But, like, Chris Jones is, like, one of those dudes who, like, waits five years to get to the Hall of Fame, right? Like, it's like, oh, finally, like, there's no one else to get in before him. Like, even if he does, like, that, like, it's so hard to project D tackles unless you're Aaron Donald, right? But, to me, it's like, if you pay Chris Jones and he sucks, like, the defense was fucked anyways. But if you pay LeJay Steen and you don't have Chris Jones, then, like, the defense was fucked anyways. You know what I mean? So, I guess I'd rather... Pay the guy who, like, if he's good, is going to be, like, a game wrecker. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my take. I mean, like, LeJarrius Sneed's really good. I'd love to have both of them back. It's just not going to happen. Um, Really, the only thing I could think of is we tag Sneed, and, like, Chris Jones lets us, like, pay him a butt-fucking-ton of money for, like, one season. You know what I mean? But in terms of wide receiver, um, I do think that we need to get a wide
2: receiver in in free agency, um, T Higgins will not be available, by the way. I'm like
1: very confident that T Higgins will not be available. No, uh, there's, was, there's reports of tagged. him being tagged, he'll, he'll get tagged, and I don't even necessarily think that we necessarily need T Higgins. Um, I like the idea of Kendrick Bourne. I mean, he's coming off of an ACL or an Achilles. I don't remember which one. Um, hopefully it's an ACL. But Kendrick Bourne, like, Loki, kind of puts up numbers when he gets the opportunity to put up numbers, right? Um, yeah. So he, he might be a nice little cheapy one-year buy, get him back in the league, kind of just bolster that core for wide receiver core that you can get for like a couple million. Like he's just looking to get get back in. Um Tyler Lockett is another potential cut candidate that like people have loved to float around. Um he's older at 32 years old. Um but I mean Tyler would be a fun story. Obviously I'm a case stater, and you know would love to see Tyler. Um I think Tyler's best quality is that he doesn't like drop the ball a ton. But Really, you know, you think about guys who are, like, big rat guys. Because, like, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. This offense is a lot of screens, a lot of rack yards. You know, Warren Sharp pointed that out, and, you know, it is. Just is what it is, right? That's just how we run offense nowadays.
0: I mean, as long as teams keep running cover two.
1: Yeah, not- well, stop running cover two, then, you know, I pick them apart. And, man, like, we'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know – why do they even still run cover two when we don't have Tyreek Kale? That doesn't make any sense.
0: I just think that they think the threat is still there. I mean, you still have, you saw what they did with Miko Hardman. I mean,
1: Being they're, sure I with, and MBS, but, like, they're
0: still – and MBS. Like, there's still – like, even though you have the three Stooges at wide receiver, like, you still have that little chance of doing it.
1: I So, I think really what I would do is, one, I'd re-sign McCall Hardman, um, really just to the vet minimum. Surely McCall Hardman's just going to come back for the vet minimum. i pick him apart, and man, like, we'll be fine.
0: At this point, he's wanting to chase,
1: like, rings. Like I Well, McCall, like, has a chance to get that 3P. Like, it, what's funny, what's incredible is, like, it's literally, like, it's like Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, like, Chris Jones, Harrison Butker, like. All four of those dudes, like, are potential Hall of Fame-worthy players, maybe less so on Butker's end, because he's a kicker, but, like, those are, like, four pillars of all three Super Bowl titles, and, like, Michael Hardman's also there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, somehow, someway. Also, Mike Pinnell, just there for two of them, by the way. God, what a fucking dude. Oh, my God. Um, By um, the way, thank you to J-Rob. Uh, he basically told me I was an idiot for not shouting out Mike Pinnell as an unsung hero. He absolutely was. Mike Pinnell out of CSU Pueblo um, is one of the better run defender, like defensive tackles in the league. And having a guy like that is super handy. I love having him on the roster because he is there. He's just stashed
0: on our practice squad the whole season. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, that's his job. His job is to come in. And when we play a team like the 49ers is to, like, help clog it up and stop the run. So, major shout-out to Mike Pinnell, literally one of the best run-stopping defensive tackles in the league for cheap. Like, he's obviously, like, not DJ Reader or
2: anything, but, like, he gets the job done. He's a big bowling ball. But, yeah, I think for receivers, like,
1: I think kind of the receivers that you can kind of count out are, like, I don't don't think they're going to go grab Hollywood Brown. I think, like... I think you're looking for guys who are like vets who want to take a discount who are coming off of like an injury and like maybe like a Darno Mooney who will take like a one-year deal worth like a little bit under his market value. Like Darno Mooney is just an example of a guy, but it's like younger guy, like 26. Like, you know, if he has a good season in KC, he gets like, the Juju Smith-Schuster, like, contract after this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a
0: good good name right
1: there. And and again, Darnell Mooney's just a guy that, like, has had success in the NFL, like, as a number one option on a bad team. Like, is Darnell Mooney really that good? Probably not. Is he all right? Yes, he's fine.
0: Okay, so I want to play one quick game before...
1: Oh, you love games?
0: Before uh, we call it a call tonight, I'm going to name four players. Okay, we're going to give them contract extensions. And I want you to name me two of those four players that you would give. I will give you like a rough estimate of what those annual values would look like. Okay, first name on the list. Trey Smith. Let's give him a four year deal. Ten mil per year option on a bad team. Like is Darnell Mooney really Nick Bolton. Let's give him a four year deal, fourteen and a half per year. Um okay. Third name on the list, Creed Humphrey, uh five year, fifteen and a half per year. And then Harrison Butker, uh, let's give him a four year let's do five and a half per year, so it'd equal out to like like we talked about in the group chat, twenty about twenty seven mil. All right, a
1: year. well but butker's is number one on the list. Like is absolutely the one I would bring back. Uh for sure. Um and Nick Bolton is a no. Nick Bolton, that that's too much money for Nick Bolton. Uh um,
0: an- I think I think like Tremaine Edmonds
1: was seventeen mil. Um Yeah. I mean, I, again, like I like Bolton. Like he's fine. I just don't want to pay Bolton. I think Bolton Bolton does a lot of good things for Kansas City. Bolton, um, Yeah, Bolton does a lot of good things for Kansas City. He's all right. J. Rob doesn't like him, but like he does okay. Like he he's fine in my opinion. But I don't want to pay him fourteen mil. I think you can get like a Drew Tranquil in free agency, and it'll work out just fine. So I think you're kind of down to: Do you want five years, fifteen per for Creed Humphrey, or do you want four years? 10 per for Trey Smith, if I remember right. Yes. And I think that's really tough uh, because Creed Humphrey is the better player, in my opinion. Like, tr- Creed Humphrey is absolutely the better player. Uh, but 5 million in cap space is quite a bit. I would lean Creed... So they won't extend Creed Humphrey. I think that's just kind of something that needs to be said. Uh, Andy is tr- Andy is very much like Stone for not extending his centers he drafts a new one after <laughs> after he gets a new one see Mitch Morris see uh Hudson Hudson like so Cree Humphrey is probably like not coming back after next year but I digress uh to me I would give it to Humphrey I think Humphrey is an all pro caliber center I don't think Trey Smith is an all pro caliber guard and Trey Smith. Some people don't remember, but Trey Smith does technically have medical issues, and that's why he fell to the sixth round with the I think it was like blood clots, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Trey Smith technically does have medical issues, and for that reason, I don't necessarily want to extend him. So I'm kind. So Harrison's like the one I like the deal for. Um, I think you pay Harrison like fair market to above market kicker value money because Harrison is very valuable to the team and having a kicker that can kick, you know, like a 60-yard field goal in the clutch is extremely important. His worst season was two years ago and he got injured in week one. So, like, you know what I mean? And Harrison also has, like, that dramatic flair. Like, some was it Wright? It was, his last name was Wright. Two years ago, kicked like the longest field goal in Arrowhead history, and then like Butker beat that like the first or second game he was back. Yeah, Arrowhead, and then he did the same thing in the Super Bowl with the longest field goal record. Like Harrison Butker is just like Harrison Butker is like an actual athlete that plays kicker, which makes him like just a better kicker in my opinion. Like I don't really know how to explain that, but like he. Harrison Bucker doesn't look like a kicker. He looks like someone who actually played football and just like is really good at kicking at the same time. Dramatic player. like some. Was it right? It was his that that too. Harrison Bucker looks like a real life athlete. I cannot say that about every kicker in the NFL. Um, Justin Tucker honestly looks like a real life athlete too. For yeah, the most. Part. And
0: it's kind of crazy. It, like those are one and two, and like kickers in the NFL. Yeah, so. I
1: mean, like there's other good kickers, but like your really good kickers actually look like athletes because like the best kickers are real, real athletes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, between Trey Smith's medicals and between Nick Bolton, just playing a non-premium position, I think you kind of leave. Basically you just land on Creed Humphrey who theoretically after this, theoretically Creed Humphrey might be the best center in football. And I think I'm okay paying for the best center in football. Yeah. But they won't. Okay.
0: So, yeah, no, I that's exactly how I would have said it. Um, you know, my favorite would be Butker and Creed Humphrey, but when it comes down to money talk, you're talking like, uh, we're just going to bring back the Motor Grader and what, what is Trey Smith instead. So,
1: yeah, it, it's really tough to say. And, you know, I, I think it's also possible. I don't remember when, um,
2: I don't remember when his contract, um, I don't remember when Thuni's contract runs out. I think by uh, year. Yeah.
0: We're on year. So we still got like next year and I think the year after.
1: Well, I mean, like, you know, theoretically, like, I, you could theoretically like get rid of Thuni and like resign both of those guys. If you were planning on resigning one, I, you know what I mean? Like, in theory, there's like, you know, the path. But like, kind of, so one thing I do want to say is, Pimini is, like, getting older all the time. Obviously, everyone's getting older all the time. But, like, we have two offensive linemen that are going up, like, for contracts after this next season. That's why I want us to go get offensive line now. Yeah. Like, we paid Jawan Taylor, like, way too much money. Like, and that's just a mistake. And, like, we'll deal with it. And who knows? Maybe Jawan Taylor, like, improves. It's, you know... Juwan Taylor can always improve on his season, you know, from this last year to this next year, right? And I don't know exactly what his contract looks like after year two. I don't know, like, if we could cut him and save, like, some money. Probably not. But, again, my thing is basically just, hey, um, Donovan Smith was, like, fine. Like, we need to find, like, an actual left tackle that we don't have to pay for four years. Yeah. Because we can't, we can't have five players on our op- or four players on our offensive line that we're paying real money to and expect to like win anything. Like that sounds really bad. But like the re- the reason why the Chiefs are very successful right now, despite Mahomes' large cap hit, is because they have like an All Pro caliber center on a rookie deal, a really good right guard on a rookie deal, an All Pro corner on a rookie deal, a different All Pro caliber cor- corner on a rookie deal, and then like. Solid a bunch of, like, linebackers.
0: and, like, enough one-year deals to, like, you know, like, Mike Edwards came here on the cheap. Drew Trenkel came here on the cheap, like.
1: Yeah, like, it, it's just a really well-constructed roster. But, like, the problem is, is, like, a well-constructed roster becomes, like, a roster you have to pay extremely quickly. Yeah. So, like, really, like, unless... Veach is just going to go out and draft like gangbusters. Like I mean, we're we're kind of looking at you know, it is the hard. One push that is the so hard to
0: do is to repetitively hit in the draft. It it's hard. It's very difficult.
1: It it's nearly impossible. And like it's just such a testament to the Patriots for being so goddamn good for twenty years. Yeah. Like New England like won three Super Bowls in four years and then like only they went to two and ten but like didn't win any. And then they like won I think it was three and five, I think is what it was. Like that is just such an insane run. Yeah. Like it's just nuts. And like they were good the whole time. Like they were bad like twice. Like they weren't very good in two thousand two and they weren't good in like two thousand eight because like Tom Brady tore his ACL in the first game.
2: Yeah. All the other years they were in the playoffs. So we'll see what uh, we can do with that. I would I'm not. Ex- I'm excited inter- for
0: uh, all of our off-season draft talk. Uh, we'll, probably, we'll probably hit a lot, a lot of these, uh, you know, we'll probably hit our top fives here at some point. We'll probably do some mocks. I'm excited.
1: I, I need to catch the vibe of the draft class. Um, right now, vibes are leading me in some weird directions uh for running back i literally have no idea like who i like at running back in this draft i think it's just no one but i'm not really sure it's
0: very strong chance that
1: nobody is just the answer like i don't know Like, Braylon Allen, like, if he comes out and runs, like, a 4-4 is going to be, like, a high second-round pick, probably. But if he runs, like, a 4-6, then, like, he literally will be, like, a third, like, fifth-rounder. Yeah. Like, we we are so very much waiting on combines. The combine starts, like, what, late March? Yes. So, I mean, we're going to be—we'll start doing top fives here in late March. But for right now, like, we're just kind of— Flip until March Madness starts. So that way March Madness can carry us into the Combine. So that way the Combine can carry us into the draft season. Which carries us into the draft. And before you know it, we'll have nothing to talk about in May. Except for how bad Fanatics baseball jerseys are. Uh, Dude, that's all my TikTok is right now. You know what? We'll talk about Fanatics next week. If we remember. But for now i think it's time for us to go our separate ways beans do you have any final parting words
0: no um this was this was fun i missed last week i missed celebrating the victory with you but i'm eh. here now i'm here now um hopefully uh yeah, we had put that thing out about finding a third position i think uh well fourth technically um think we're going to kind of start the ball rolling what perfect time in the offseason well,
1: on that so if you want to be a part of our team and you're listening right now please dm us and give us a follow on twitter slash x at underscore underscore f3s that's underscore underscore f3s that is where you can find all of our exclusive content on twitter linked through apple podcast and spotify with number one podcast that contains the word flyover and sports in the title Just type Flyover State Sports Show into Spotify or Apple Pod, and you'll find us. There's also a merch link in the Twitter description. So, we want to thank you again for listening to us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you today, and we hope that you enjoyed the show, even if it was a
2: little more loosey-goosey than normal. So, thanks again for everyone for listening, and until next time, see you again. I cannot wait to have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in the Kibbe Dome. Oh, my God. It's on Boise State's field.
0: I'm moving it to the Kibbe Dome. I don't give a fuck. Can you move bowl games?
2: No.
1: Dude, why not?
2: Because they're sponsored.
1: (laughs) So you're
0: telling me, like, I can't move a bowl game in this game?
1: Yes. That's exactly what I'm telling you. That's stupid. You're stupid. Like
0: let's let's make the Barstool sports bowl like the national championship game.
2: No. <laughs> what? So what are they gonna call these bowl games then?